The Hoosiers have another exhibition game to continue showing what they are working on this preseason tonight. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Thursday, November 3rd. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Make sure you guys are subscribed to our YouTube channel, to our podcast feed. If you're listening to this on Thursday, we have a bonus episode all about the IU Penn State game coming out for you. So be sure you're subscribed to catch on to that. Today, this episode, all about basketball. It's basketball season in IU, uh, in Indiana. It is definitely long past football season. IU versus St. Francis on the docket tonight. IU's second um, exhibition game, scrimmage, whatever you want to call it, of the preseason Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. in Assembly Hall, obviously. It will be on BTN+. Um, This is actually the first meeting between the two schools. This is something I talked about, about the Marion game. I really enjoy these, IU playing these NAIA schools. Continue doing it. Continue playing these schools in Indiana, around the area. Uh, this is free PR. It looks really good for the program. Um, it is a chance for a lot of, um, kids, players around the, uh, area, whether it's St. Francis, Marion, uh, wherever it may be, Indiana Wesleyan, Huntington, uh, IU East, whatever it is, a chance for all them to potentially play at IU. A lot of them grow up, uh, fans of schools like IU, if you just look at St. Marion's roster, um, a ton, a ton of players from Indiana. Only two players on the roster are not from Indiana. So um, a lot of home state kids who all over the country from Warren Central, from Richmond, a lot from Fort Wayne. That's where the that's where the school is um, all over the state getting a chance to come down, play in Bloomington in Assembly Hall. Like I said, free pre, free PR, free publicity. Um, it looks good just having these games like this. The Marion game specifically, it sounds like that's something um, Mike Woodson wants to keep around. We'll see if he continues kind of rotating a second game with other Indiana schools. It makes sense. Uh, why not do it? It just, it's one of those common sense things to keep on doing. Uh, there's a, an obvious connection to Indiana. I'm sure a lot of you have seen this. Um, but St. Francis has a junior guard by the name of Brayton Bailey. Bailey, obviously, is a pretty big name at IU. And yes, it is Damon Bailey's son. Uh, Brayton, a 6'2". Uh, guard who, um, from Bedford, North Lawrence, obviously on, uh, St. Francis. So, um, 
be f- another fun uh, reason to have St. Francis come to uh, Bloomington for this one. So looking forward to this um, as much as you can look forward to a uh, a preseason game. Um, we'll get to see continued look at the Hoosiers uh, all around just chance to continue building up some of that momentum heading into the season. Tom out, Tom out, excuse me. That's on my mind because of the locked on Nittany Lions crossover episode we did for football. Mike Woodson talked about how we haven't had the opportunity to play these preseason games in recent years because of COVID restrictions and him coming in late and, um, maybe not late, but him coming in and the, the kind of cramped schedule that these haven't really been an option. So, uh, getting a couple games under the belt, especially with how quickly IU schedule uh, takes off early in the season. Getting a couple uh, games like this under the belt where they're somewhere between a practice, uh, an in uh, inter-squad scrimmage, and a actual real game is nice because IU has two games against Moorhead State and Bethune-Cookman before they go to Xavier in their first real challenge of the season. So... We'll see if they look any more fine-tuned in this one. Uh, not necessarily sloppy in that first game, but uh, there were some performances that were a little off. Not everybody kind of on their A game. Trace Jackson Davis, Tamar Bates didn't even play. Um, so a couple things to keep an eye on heading into the next game. The defense obviously was great, um, and IU was able to dominate in the paint. It, I would suspect that's going to be the, the case again because for one uh an NAIA program is not going to have a lot of size but for two uh St. Francis's roster has three players above 6'5 they're a little bit taller this time 6'7 6'8 6'8 but they're going to be overwhelmed by uh, the Hoosiers in this one. We mentioned a couple of the storylines I'm going to be watching. Let's dive into that a little bit deeper, uh, ranging from Trace to Xavier to uh, other th- other things that are on the mind, things I'll be watching for in this one. Before we do that, though, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? I'm sure everybody knows about package thefts, the most frustrating uh thing that happens during the holiday season. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today. Enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report a third year in a row. And an emergency 24/7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to say big on our only security system that I 
and the Locked On Network recommend. Get 50% off any Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. That is this is their biggest discount of the year. This is it. This is your Black Friday deal. So do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you guys get podcasts. Handful of things I'm going to be watching in this contest. For one, um... And the most important to me is whether Trace Jackson Davis or Tamar Bates will play. Both were held out for what was described as precautionary reasons. Uh, I'm totally fine with that. It's a scrimmage game. It does not matter. Uh, So hold them out. If anybody has any kind of um, injury of any sort, just hold them out. No need to play them. But are either of them healthy enough in the last uh, or gotten healthy enough in the last um, five days or so uh, to get back on the court. I don't know. We'll see. I really want to see Trace Jackson Davis um, on the floor, but I don't want him hurt. I really want to see him on the floor when the games actually matter. So get him healthy, but hopefully he'll be available on uh, Thursday tonight. Tamar Bates is an interesting one. This is a big season for him. A lot of people have kind of tabbed him as a potential breakout player for the Hoosiers. As many minutes, as much time on the court as he can get to get comfortable, uh, give it to him. So hopefully, again, his injury isn't anything long-term uh, and he's able to get back on the court tonight to face St. Francis. Outside of that, outside of obviously injuries and guys healing up, the next biggest thing I want to see, Xavier Johnson. Is he going to be improved in this one? I don't put a ton into, honestly, good or bad performances in a preseason game. Uh, I don't imagine uh, kind of mentally, psychologically, guys are going to be locked in to the same degree that they are in an actual game. And Xavier Johnson has more than proven that he can be locked in and one of the best players on the floor in an actual game. That being said, it's, I don't want anybody to head into the season on a shooting slump or on a cold streak without momentum. Xavier Johnson in that game against Marion was two of 11 overall. zero of three from three uh, for just four points, had a couple rebounds, couple of assists, uh, but also a couple of turnovers. Um, I, w- I just want to see him improved. I-, I don't need to see necessarily the Xavier Johnson of the end of last season. Just maybe go 6 of 10 or 5 of 9, something like that. Something where I can be like, all right, that was a one-game thing. He's locked in. It's fine. Despite the shooting numbers and a couple of turnovers, I thought him and Jalen hood Shafino played really well off one another. Uh, that's going to be something to monitor just in general moving forward. I didn't specifically write this down, but the kind of growing partnership between Jalen hood Shafino and 
Xavier Johnson throughout the season is going to be something that I will be watching. Um, but yeah, let Xavier, uh, get Xavier out there, play a little bit better. Nobody should be playing more than the 24 minutes that Xavier and Jalen played on Thursday. Race played 23, nobody else. Uh, Logan Duncan, CJ Gunn were at 22, nobody else was over 20, so... Minutes distribution, that's what you're looking for in this one. Three-point shooting. Again, another thing that I'm going to harp on until about a half dozen games into the season. If it's still good, we can drop it then. But until then, I'm going to continue harping on how important three-point shooting is going to be. Technically, they were 8 of 19 on Saturday uh, against Marion. Now... Three of those were from Race Thompson, who hit his first three attempts. He is not someone that is going to do that very often this year. Two of them were from C.J. Gunn, who might get on the floor this year. Uh, Well, he'll certainly get on the floor. I guess in regular rotation minutes, uh, he might get on the floor. I'm I'm looking to like the Michigan games, the Purdue games, even the UNC or Kansas games. C.J. Gunn might get on the floor, but... That might be a pretty big step uh, early in the season, maybe later in the year. So can you rely on those two guys for five three-pointers? No. At the same time, I think this three-point shooting is going to be a collective team effort. So in the grand scheme of things, maybe you do have Race Thompson hit three one night and CJ Gunn a couple. Maybe another night Xavier Johnson's the one that hits a couple threes or Jalen hood Shafino. Maybe another night it's Jordan Geronimo. Trey Galloway had a three-pointer. Maybe that's a new aspect of his game. Uh, I do think this is going to be a team effort. Miller Cop obviously is going to factor into that as well. Hell, Trace Jackson Davis might actually start hitting threes this year as well. There's not going to be one guy where I'm like, all right, we can rely on him for two or three made threes per game, which is the idea of what Parker Stewart was last year. So it's going to be kind of this collective team effort. So while in a vacuum, five threes from CJ Gunn and Race Thompson might not be something you can rely upon. Those types of performances across the board, I think you can rely on. But overall, just continue shooting well from three. Uh, Give me some hope, some optimism there, because through one game, I was hopeful and optimistic. I need a lot more of that before uh, before I fully commit and think that this team can shoot threes this year. Last thing is Trey Galloway and Tamar Bates as potential point guards. It sounds like the two of them have worked on being kind of point guards. Um, maybe just worked on their ball handling in general during the offseason. We saw it at times last year with Trey Galloway out of necessity. Uh, we saw it a little bit on Saturday as well from Galloway. Obviously, Tamar Bates' status is up in the air. Uh, both are decent ball handlers a point guard that does not make though there's obviously a different requirement of point guards but still it's interesting that the two have worked on their ball handling perhaps Mike Woodson saw them as third string point guards who IU needed perhaps he wanted them to work on this because if you're running heavy screen and roll actions if there's a guy on the weak side that is open like a Trey Galloway if he's open on the perimeter, um, he may not take that three-pointer. He may run his own uh, kind of weak side ball screen against a 
defense that isn't set and might be able to create something there. So it's not as simple as saying those guys are going to be point guards. Those guys having the ability, the comfort to handle the ball in those types of situations is important. So seeing how Trey Galloway continues to develop in that respect, hopefully knock on wood, fingers crossed. Tamar Bates is also able to get on the floor as well uh, to showcase what he's been working on this offseason too. So still some interesting things to take away from this one. The most important thing though is that this is an exhibition game and nothing that happens in this game matters. So uh, do not do not skew one side to the other. Don't overreact. That's what we're, that's the word I was looking for. Do not overreact to this game because it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Let's wrap up by talking about women's basketball. Mackenzie Holmes is going to be one of the best players in the Big Ten this season. Let's talk about why that's the case, What, how IU's new offense could benefit her as we uh, wrap up our season previews with the women's basketball team. Before we do any of that, though, guys, sweat is an embarrassing thing to talk about. Nobody likes talking about sweat. At the same time, nobody likes to be sweaty. I mean, just imagine you have this big presentation at work. You get up to, you know, the whiteboard or in front of everybody, whatever it might be. And you can feel those sweat stains under your armpits. They feel like they're growing in front of everybody. It's embarrassing. You want to keep your arms tucked in. You don't want to raise your hand so that everybody can see them. You already feel like they're staring at them anyway. Nobody likes that. It's awful. It's uh, embarrassing, humiliating. Sweat block has the solution for you guys to stop those embarrassing moments. Sweat blocks are antiperspirant wipes. Uh, and they are your little secret to confidence. The sweat block wipes work up to, for up to seven days per use. Apply them on a Sunday. You're set for the rest of the week. So if you or someone you know is uh, someone you love even is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweat block. Save 20% off with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Let's wrap up today by talking about Mackenzie Holmes, one of our final two season previews for the women's side. Mackenzie Holmes last season, if you listen to our conversation with Wyatt Crozier uh, last week, you heard him mention it that up to the point she was injured last year, she was on a Big Ten Player of the Year uh, run, basically. Uh, from the start of the season up to January 5th against Wisconsin, she was playing as probably the best player in the Big Ten. Uh, Caitlin Clark hadn't really grabbed that mantle yet. At the same time, um, Mackenzie Holmes was playing fantastically well. A couple big games against big opponents, 29 against Kentucky, 24 against NC State, 30 against Ohio State. 15 and 14 against Maryland. Um, she was playing at an extraordinary level. The injury comes at an awful time. There's no good time for injuries. She kind of not necessarily rushed back, but had to come back uh, quickly, but came back amidst a packed schedule. Never really got her footing. There were moments, the break between the regular season and the Big Ten tournament, Allowed her to get a little healthier. She looked a little bit better in the Big Ten tournament. 
a little bit better as they headed into the NCAA tournament, but ultimately she didn't look like the McKenzie Holmes that was scoring 30 points against Ohio State uh, once she returned from injury. She just didn't have the chance to get her legs back, both figuratively and literally in this case, with it being a knee injury. So the biggest thing that I'm excited to see is just simply a healthy McKenzie Holmes this season. The question that's going to be surrounding her is, can she get back to that level of playing as a Big Ten Player of the Year? Earnestly, she has the skills, the potential, the ability to be Big Ten Player of the Year this year. And that's saying something, because if you missed yesterday's show, on Wednesday we talked about the ESPN ranking that was out in which Caitlin Clark was named the number two player in the country uh, behind only Aaliyah Boston of South Carolina. I'm That's lofty praise, but Mackenzie Holmes can be that. She's been that. She was that at the beginning of the year last year. She was absolutely incredible. Only when she went down did others have to step up. Grace Berger started to really make a name for herself. Uh, but then Caitlin Clark goes on her run and kind of seals that Big Ten Player of the Year. Is Mackenzie Holmes going to be able to get to that level? Absolutely, I think she can. Why do I think she can? Well, one of the biggest things this year is how different IU's offense is going to look and the um, the the spacing that's going to be there, how that's going to positively impact uh, Mackenzie Holmes' is, uh game. I mean, she was able to be this effective in an IU team that just did not have spacing. Uh, there were, uh, there were times when Nicole Cardano, Hillary, Ali Patberg, uh, Alexa Goulbay all shot well, but they weren't necessarily shooters. It wasn't, uh, what they looked for first in their game. There are players on this IU team who are shooters who are going to look to knock down three pointers and defenses are going to be aware that they are going to be looking to knock down three pointers, which is going to keep them more honest to those players. So having that space to which McKenzie will have more one-on-one opportunities, less people in the post, that's only going to serve to benefit her because there are few people in the country who have as good a footwork in the post as McKenzie Holmes. Her ability to finish with either hand means she is absolutely lethal in the post, can go left, can go right. Um, incredible um, post moves and and, uh, she mixes that up as I said with that footwork and uh, she can at times it feel like score however she wants again having that spacing is going to be important uh, and a big boost for her I, I really think she's in store for a big season with Indiana if you have McKenzie Homestock hang on to it if you see anybody selling it buy it all up because McKenzie, um, super talented, a little bit under the radar after how last season ended. She's coming back uh, healthy with an offense that maybe better suits her uh, with shooters around her. She's going to be a force this season. And I'm really excited to see her back at her best. Because again, her best is one of the best in the Big Ten, best in the country. And I really think she's going to take that mantle back this season. It's going to be, I mean, she's another reason why this is going to be a really exciting season for the women's basketball team. They have a scrimmage on Friday, so we will preview that scrimmage as well as recapping 
the men's one on tomorrow's episode. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As I mentioned, we have another bonus episode coming out today all about IU Penn State. It's a Locked On crossover special edition with Locked On Nittany Lions. So if you want to get everything you want to know about the uh, football game this weekend, head on over there. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. All of that great stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific Thursday. And as always, Elio.